This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 41. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, your source for the very best tools, tips and ideas used by real estate's top performers. Now here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi everybody and welcome back to the show. I'm always looking for ways to offer more value. If I can offer more value, I get more downloads and listeners and my podcast grows. So I came up with a simple idea. Why not go back over past episodes and see which ones are the most popular? I've been fortunate to have some very popular interviews so far in this series, but episode 19 featuring Toronto agent Melanie Pache is probably at the top of the list. So I thought, why not talk to Mel again and get an update on what she's been doing? As with my first interview with Mel, she holds nothing back and shares everything she knows. There's some great content here and proven ideas that Mel and husband Brendan are using to grow their business, the Brell Team. Here's a taste of what we get into. The reason why her website is getting up to 2,400 unique visitors every day, the strategy she's using to engage buyers and sellers and handle the ever-increasing volume, the regular blog Mel writes that generates seller and buyer leads that are so pre-sold on her and her brand that no other agents are involved, the power of paid advertising and boosted posts using Facebook, and what's the best type of content to attract, engage and build a loyal client following. I believe the central hub of real estate success in the new economy is a great mobile-friendly website. And while it's impossible to literally copy someone's winning recipe, Mel's success leaves clues. And if this doesn't convince you of the urgent need to create a great online presence and leverage social media marketing to grow your business, I don't know what will. Okay, let's do it. Well, Melanie Pache, welcome back to the Top Agents Playbook podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I was listening to our interview last night, and I want to say it was back in May 2015. Um, and I was thinking, I don't want to cover all the same stuff, but so much of the stuff that we did get into was really relevant and important. And I guess I'm interested from your point of view, some of the figures that you spoke about, um, I think you were getting 1,200 hits a day on your website. Um, has there, have you noticed any change in the last, in the la- almost a year? Yeah, it's been huge. I actually listened to that last podcast this morning, and it's amazing how those numbers have changed. So we were at, I think, 1,200 a day at the time, and I went into this year thinking I want to get to an average of 1,500 a day, and we're actually averaging 1,800 a day in 2006, wow. 16, yeah. and, and hitting 2,400 regularly. Now that So yeah, nice big bump in traffic. That is crazy. And is that all supported by um, Facebook marketing, which I want to get into, or is there organic uh, hits as well coming through? It's both. Most of the traffic coming in on the site is coming in organically from Google, but kind of a close second behind that is definitely Facebook and the Facebook advertising that we're doing. Okay. So the people that are coming to your site, um, do you have any indication of how many are signing up for your newsletter, for example? Um, we don't do a ton of focus on that. It's not a huge part of it, mainly because the people who sign up for my newsletter are 
are longer term. They're kind of 12 months, 18 months out. Right. And we, we like the leads that are ready to close in kind of three to four weeks. So for us, it's more about converting people who are, you know, ready to sell, ready to list their house, ready to buy and getting them. So those are really the ones. So when we even measure our, our incoming leads, I don't even count the people who sign up to the email marketing or who ask about a property. So when I say, you know, right now we're getting five to 10 leads a day, those are people who are like, hey, I'd like to meet. Right. I want to buy or want to sell. So as far as people coming to the site, are they, um, do you have an instant chat feature at getwhatyouwant.ca or are they emailing to you, emailing you? Or, yeah, or? absolutely. We get, um, our, our, our probably our easiest to close leads are coming in from the chat. Okay. We're probably chatting with three to five people a day. Some of them are random, but some of them are really solid. Uh, and then the leads are just emailing us. So we've got contact forms and we've got our you know automatic email and, and all of our big producing blogs have all been rewritten to make sure that we've got good calls to action within them all. Okay. So it's easy to get in touch with us. Okay. This site just keeps getting better, um, by the way, folks. So um, the URL is getwhatyouwant.ca. I'll post that to the show notes with quite a few other things that Mel and I are going are gonna to get into. Uh, so check that out. I just think it's an awesome success model. And and I know this was an overnight success for you. Just tell us the story again quickly because I know you tried a few things and you. I think you even signed up for to pay hundreds of dollars in, in SEO uh, at one point. I did. I did fall for one of those. I'll get you on the first page of Google phone calls and it didn't work. Right. The, um, the blog and the website is now four years old. So it's not like I've been doing this for 10 or 15 years. Um, it's really only four years old as a real strategy and a lead generator for us. It's but, a lot of work. But you really sank your teeth into it. You started going to uh, Inman Connect uh, events and other things that would give you the heads up on, on how you could create these leads uh, online. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it changes all the time too. So the strategy I had four years ago isn't the same as I have today. And I'm sure six months from now it'll be different too. Okay. Let's talk about Facebook because I know that you've done that very, very well. And I think in the space, you're probably one of, one of the leaders. Can you tell us what you're doing there, how you're using it and how it's working? So we do, I guess we've got three different parts of Facebook that we use. So we, I run a team of eight. Um, so there are eight of us. So all of us are using our Facebook personal profiles to share our relevant content and fun updates along with all of our personal lives. So we try to do kind of a one business update to nine non-business updates. That's sort of the ratio that we're all aiming for. So our our friends and family and networks know that we're in the business and we're busy, but we're not overloading them with, you know, here's a listing, here's a listing, here's a listing. We rarely share our listings on our own profile. So there's that sort of phase one. Uh, phase two is our business page, which is facebook.com slash the Brell team. Yes. Uh, we get about probably 20 to 30 new fans every week. And that's happening organically. So that's people seeing our content and then choosing to like our page, which is exciting. We're not actually running ads to increase our fans. Okay. So they're finding you online or they're finding you through friends of friends or through content or how? All of the above, probably primarily content and listings. Um, so we do a lot of Facebook advertising on our listings. Right. We have a lot of fun with that. Uh, and it brings a tremendous amount of traffic to both our page and to the website. I mean, I've got a listing right now that's bringing in about 400 visitors to my website every day. And that's supported by advertising? 
Absolutely. Okay. So I'm doing um, a couple of new things actually. I've been playing with Facebook advertising lately. I do the, the traditional ads that show up in your news feed. Um, I've found for sharing listings, I'm using Facebook's new video function, right. which is you're really uploading kind of five photos. And but, it, but you're taking advantage of that autoplay video feature. Yes. Yep. That's really so, cool. It's amazing what we can get. We used to just put up the pictures and be like, hey, hot new listing, you know, call us if you want information. And we get some traction from that. But those little videos, I can boost those for 10 bucks and I'll have three, 4,000 views. Wow. And people contacting me from them. So definitely, I think on the listing front, the, the little Facebook videos are the way to go on your business page and boosting to advertise that either to people who like your page or to anybody you want, really. You can get as specific as you want. So when you said it, it just uh, it cut out there, you said three to 4,000 views, I think. Is that over the term of the listing or over a certain period? Usually two or three days. Okay. So you're getting three or 4,000 uh, views on a video in three or four days. And it just it looks sharp and you're getting that autoplay. So, wow. And they're going to the website and they're spending two minutes on the website. Right which is what I want them to do. So, you know, we love that. Um, the other thing I've really gotten into lately is Facebook retargeting. Okay. Explain, um, explain I think, that for us. Yeah. So, I mean, I think people probably are familiar with the idea of, you know, what Google does to retarget. So you visit a website and then that company follows you around and everywhere else you go. Um, I think Google retargeting is probably, I think the days are limited because people hate being followed by a website. I know myself, I'll get annoyed and actually like, I never want to deal with that company because they're everywhere I turn and not in a good way. Okay. The nice thing about Facebook retargeting is it's not as obvious because it's coming in as a sponsored post. So you could have been hit in any different ways of ads and not necessarily because you went to the website. So right now I'm retargeting people who visit my website. I'm retargeting people who visit the Selling with Brell page, which is obviously an important page for us because we're yeah. always trying to get sellers. Uh, I've also uploaded lists to Facebook of all the people on my email marketing. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if people know you can do that. It, it's quite, I mean, it's super easy to do. Um, it's literally, you know, you export from MailChimp or Constant Contact all the email addresses of the people who've signed up to get your weekly reports or your monthly reports. And it creates a special category in Facebook where you can then reach those people also on Facebook. Okay, so um, that is that in the is that in the power editor function? No, you can actually do it without the power editor now because okay. power editor is pretty intimidating. Yep. Um, you can now just make a custom audience by uploading that that Excel spreadsheet. And about seventy percent of the time, I find that people are using um, the same address for email marketing that they used on Facebook because that's what they're matching up. Okay. So, so you won't I, get everybody, but you'll get a good chunk of them. Okay. I'm just not sure everybody's 100% crystal on that. So so let me just exp- let, let, let me explain it and you tell me if I'm wrong. What you're able to do okay. is say you've got, I don't know, a thousand people that have signed up for your newsletter or ho- however many it might be. You can download that into a spreadsheet and upload that into your Facebook account and that is going to send the newsfeed ad that you've posted to those people. Right, and I can create specific ads just for those people. Wow. So I know people who read my weekly hot list, which is sort of our email marketing with all the coolest stuff on the market right now. I know they're interested in currently available properties, so they're a really good target. 
um, for buyer ads. So the ad's going to come. The ad's going to come up on their newsfeed, Mel. It's not going to come in like a. It doesn't come as a message from you. It comes up on the on the no, newsfeed. In just the in the newsfeed. So, so they don't know I'm doing that. Okay. So so what Facebook's doing in the back end is is uh, it's cross cross referencing or cross matching their email address with their Facebook account. Exactly. Cool. Wow. Okay. Well, and the huge opportunity for realtors. I mean, especially for people who. You know, maybe our, our, most of their business is repeat and referral. And if you've been in the business for a while, that list of clients is probably pretty huge and you're not always able to call everybody or take everybody out for coffee. You can also create a list of all the email addresses of all your past clients or your sources of referral, upload it to Facebook, and run ads specific to them so that they don't forget about you. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty awesome. So are you able to measure traffic from that or you can just see it um, uh, coming through on the feed? You can measure exactly what they do. So you're basically on a pixel yep. on your website. It's actually pretty easy to do. Okay. Um, and you can actually see how many people are going back. Okay. And this is a paid service. This is not a free service. You need to pay for this, don't you? You only pay for the ads that you're running. Okay. So you, but it only works for running ads. You're not. Are you paying for the retargeting? No, not differently than the ads. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Okay. And my ads will cost anywhere from four cents a click to probably forty-eight cents a click, depending on how many times it gets clicked and how well I've targeted it. Listening to it be really cost-effective. Okay, I keep talking over you. Sorry, it's that's the delay. Apologies. <laughs> um, we're here to hear you, not me. Uh, quick. Quick question. Um, I think from our last interview, you, I think you said you were doing a, spending about forty up to 40000 a month on, on Facebook ads. Am I uh, right? No, that was 40000 a year 40000 a year. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what are, you, what are you doing now? I'm probably doing 2000 a month right now on Facebook. Okay. I've got some ads that are really working well for me. Okay. So you've been able to really target them closer and save some money. Yeah, and it saves me from having to do the Google ads that cost me $3 a click. Okay. So you're not doing any Google advertising at the moment? No, I've done none in probably eight or ten months. Okay. Okay. So everything's coming from Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing as well is that you're not smashing your mailing list with, uh, with updates. I guess you're sending them your blog. Uh, that goes out to people who've signed up for your blog, obviously, because they've opted in to get it. But you're not smashing them with properties for sale and other stuff like that? No. We have three different email lists, and they only get exactly what they signed up for, and we've never added somebody on that list. Okay. Um, so it's all, you know, they're subscribing themselves. We have one list for the, that hot list of weekly hot properties yep. and stuff that we love on the market. We have a monthly, which is a neighborhood reports, infographics for all the different neighborhoods. And then we have one that we've just started about three months ago. I added a little button on the site that just said, you know, subscribe for the blog. I did, I've done no promotion for it, and I've got almost 100 people on it already. Yeah. And that goes out once a week with all of our the, week, the blogs from the week before. Okay, okay. But um, we don't do any follow-up. If you're on our list, it's not like you're suddenly, you know, a target for us to start harassing. We're just trying to produce great content. And at some point, a lot of those people, when they're ready, will come. They'll call out and they'll be like, "I've been on your list for three years. I'm now ready to buy." And of course, I'm buying with you. Well, they're they're already pre-sold on you, whether they're buying or selling. I guess because you've built this relationship. Exactly. Yeah. 
And it's a safe place to be. You know, we're not we're not spamming people. Um, one of the things I, I picked up from our interview as well, and I'd forgotten, is that you didn't you, you don't target so much a geographic area, Mel. You target more a demographic. Tell me a bit more about For that. Sure. So we work with a certain kind of client who tends to be certain, you know, within sort of 28 years old to 40 years old. A huge proportion of them work in advertising, fashion, or film. Uh, and they're responding to the online presence. They're responding to the language and the voice on the website. A lot of them are, are selling and buying, you know, they're, they're buying the kinds of properties we want to be selling. Yeah. We do a lot of cool lofts and unique properties a lot of them are also getting us to sell their parents' homes as their parents are getting ready to, you know, move to um, assisted living, which is an interesting twist that we hadn't anticipated. Oh, that's uh, okay. Just working the relationship and the network, yeah. Yeah, so we're getting, you know, brought in to sell the houses of people in their 80s and 90s who know nothing about online marketing or why it matters, but their kids are the ones making the choice of the realtor and they know what it takes to sell a house now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all about... It's all about maximizing the result. And I guess if you're in your 30s or 40s or even 50s and you're online aware and you're familiar with the new economy, you're not, you don't really want your parents missing out on, on that part of the market when they go to sell. Exactly. Uh, but a lot of people do, unfortunately, because their realtor doesn't know what's going on in many cases, which is, uh, which is a, a, another story, I guess. Um, Mel, talk to me about other social media. There's, there's just so much going on in this space at the moment. I did that interview with Gary Vaynerchuk recently and, I mean, if, uh, if, a, if a new social media pops up, he seems to be on it or, or talking about it. Um, there just seems to be so much out there at the moment and I find so many people in our space, in the real estate space, are really confused over which methods they should be using or which social media they should be looking at. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think the key is finding one that you like and that you want to be on and, and becoming an expert in that. I don't think you need to be everywhere. I think it's impossible for an, especially an individual agent to be on all these different platforms. And if you hate something, uh, you're going to hate being on it and it's not going to work for you. Yeah. So if you're you know, a photo-based person, then Instagram's the place you want to be. And you know, I think Instagram is a huge opportunity for realtors, and a lot of us are just kind of getting on that bandwagon right now and really approaching it in a much more strategic fashion than posting, you know, funny pictures of what we had for dinner. Yep. Um, but some people hate Twitter, and that's okay. Don't go on Twitter. Yeah. Well, it certainly seems that Instagram's gaining some momentum, uh, and it's just the whole the whole photo sharing process. I I, I guess. Similar in some ways to Facebook, but then at the same time, completely different. Are you finding that? Are you finding that your demographic, your market, is uh, is embracing uh, Instagram? Hundred percent. We found a lot of our clients aren't spending a lot of time on Facebook anymore, but we're finding that they're finding us on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, real estate is made for Instagram. I mean, we've got beautiful pictures of homes and beautiful pictures of neighborhoods. I mean, we're one of the best businesses to be able to succeed on something like Instagram if we don't do it in a in a douchey way. With just listings, yeah, of course. Okay. That's always the Very douchey. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, um, let's let's get back to the website, which which really interests me. I mean, um, so many people again in real estate, uh, I I believe, don't have the websites that they should have. If you were like going back four years or five years when when you when you really got this going, you and Brendan in, in your business, give us your must haves on a on a 
on a website? Firstly, does it need to be a, a WordPress based? What, what, are your, what are your sort of top five or six must haves for a, a great real estate website? I think one of the keys is that whatever website you have is custom. So you're not using a template right. where you don't own what's happening on the back end and you don't actually own, you know, the material that you're putting on. I've heard some horror stories lately about what's happening with some of the real estate templated sites. So I think a WordPress website, and you can do it yourself. You don't even need to hire someone. Um, but hopefully you're too busy selling houses and you should hire somebody um, to actually put together something that talks about you. And I think it really needs to represent you. One of the mistakes I think realtors make is they try to emulate and copy somebody else's style. Yep. Uh, and I've had in the last six months, three people entirely rip off my entire website, like right down to the tagline. Right. And it's not going to work for I, them. I had nothing to do with that, by the way. <laughs> it, I but no, nothing. I mean, you, really, you, have to, you have to figure out who you are and bring that to life online. Of course you do. In the same way that you would when you're face-to-face with somebody. Yeah. And I don't think it matters what categories and pages you have on the website as long as it's who you are is able to shine through. Okay. Okay. Um, one of the things I thought you were going to say was a great blog because your blog's pretty awesome and, and, and in the interview you actually didn't think it is that cool but you maybe should read it again because it's, it's really your personality that comes through and, and it's, it's almost that person-to-person. Um, I mean you write as you speak. When, when I read the words I can hear you speaking so I think there's a lot of power in that and people get really uptight about what they should write or could write when they should maybe just, just let it go and, and do it. I agree. And I think if you look back on some of my early blogs, they're very formal. And I'm definitely holding back who I am and I don't have strong opinions. And those are the blogs nobody read and, and still nobody reads today. So I think, you know, you've really got to develop that personality. But if you're not a writer, I think there's huge opportunities to do something like a podcast or to do videos. Like, I don't think it needs to be the written word. That works for me because that's what I'm comfortable with. But I think you can achieve the same thing on a website and get the same kind of Google love and, you know, SEO uh, through podcasting or through videos. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Just to rewind on one point, I I just quickly wrote down, uh, you said that agents need to be very careful about about losing their content. And uh, I've definitely heard that there are real estate website companies out there who will hook you into long periods and contracts and then in the fine print they take all your stuff. Well, yeah, and I mean I heard a story from someone who had over 2,000 blogs, was getting great Google rankings, it was driving most of his business and he was using a, a, one of the big companies and they they sold to somebody else who transitioned and migrated his website over incorrectly yep. and he ended up in Google jail. Yep. He shows up nowhere. It's like those blogs never existed. And he said, like, I don't know what to do because I, I used to get, you know, five calls a week and now I've gone zero. Yeah. He's like, he's had four calls since January 1st when it happened. Ouch. So owning that, owning that platform I think is critical. So you, you're always in control of it. So uh, note to self, read the fine print. For sure. Your blog, um, which I like, it's a little bit uh, – uh, here's here's a heading: uh, True Real Estate Tales and Gossip, the March edition. So, I I really like that because it makes me want to read it. Um, just it, the language about it. So I'd I'd suggest I'm gonna I'm gonna put a, uh, a link to this in the show notes so people can uh, check it out. In fact, if you're interested in this, and why wouldn't you be? I think you should sign up for Mel's blog and um, 
and, and actually learn about what she's doing because there's some very cool stuff here. And you got a lot of engagement from this as well, Mel. I just noticed all the comments. Yeah, especially when I write something controversial. I've got some blogs that, you know, I wrote two, three years ago that are still getting comments and yeah. that I've, you know, 100, 200 comments on them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, do you got, how many blogs do you think you've done over time? Hundreds probably. I, I hit by 50 earlier this year. Okay. Okay. So um, do, you, do you ever need to go back and check that the links are still live or anything like that or that they're still relevant or you just let them sit there and they do their work? Every month I go back and I rewrite the top 20 producing blogs and make sure that, you know, everything is up to date. So if I'm linking to, you know, the best schools that I'm linking to the current report, not the old report, I will take out any information that dates it. So like that blog you just talked about, let's say it ends up being popular. At one point I would take out the March edition so that it can become evergreen content that keeps delivering and doesn't seem like people are reading old content. And then I'll make sure that I've got good calls to action and, you know, easy ways for us to access on all those blogs. And I'll update images. I was pretty boring on a lot of images in the early years. So I'm trying to give them a little bit more life. And I'm just focusing on the top producing ones. Yeah, well, the Im- I try to do that I- images are so important, aren't they? I mean, there's, um, uh, our eyes are drawn to images before, before copy regardless. So images are so important. Yeah, I think images and titles and and just, you know, basic flow and making it easy to read because most people are going to scan a blog. They won't read every one of your words. So you really want to make sure the right stuff is popping out. When um, when you're getting all of these daily hits on the website, um, so obviously some of them are turning to chat. Are you finding that the ones that go to the trouble of starting a chat di- dialogue with, with you or who, whoever is on, on duty in the office – are they are they motivated to buy or sell? More it falls into two camps. They're either completely random people complaining about their real estate agent or <laughs> wanting to get in the market and they have no money. Right. Or they are like, hey, can you come list my house for sale? I had one a couple of weeks ago and he we were chatting on a Sunday night. I met with him on Monday, had his house listed by Thursday and sold by Sunday. Wow. So our whole relationship was a week long, yeah. and it started on chat. Was that the week where you messaged me, and there was, I think, four or five listings straight straight from the website during that, that was, during that period? That was that was a different week, actually. That was uh, <laughs> that was a good week. It was a good week. We've had a really good year this year in terms of really motivated, especially sellers coming to us. Last Thursday, I think we had five new listings come out, and four of them. One of them was a repeat, and four were from the website. So they're just comp- they're completely re- they're completely pre-sold on on you or the Brell team or um, whoever whoever walks in and uh, there's no competing with other agents. There's no please make this submission. They're pretty much saying let's get to work. Yeah, absolutely. You're already there, and they're like, okay, so where do we sign the paperwork? Yeah, nice. Yeah, and that's Which because nice. that's because you've got a good website and you've got a good blog and you're engaging them with social media. Yeah, and I think they already know what they're getting. And it's not just with me, it's with anybody on our team. You know, we deliver a, 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 the same experience no matter who people are dealing with. Yeah. And we don't get the pushback of, oh, but, you know, you're the voice of the blog, which we were always worried about with me being the writer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people just want pe- to work with people who think like that and believe in those things and are honest. Yeah. 
Okay. And the bar is very low for realtors. <laughs> so um, I'm going to wrap up. What's, uh, what's next? Well, we're, we're doing a little bit of traditional marketing, which is kind of new. We did our first postcard campaign in the fall, and we're going to be going big on um, some traditional stuff in the next little bit, which is exciting. Um, when you and say a lot of it is just. You're talking like newspaper? Uh, God, not that traditional. Right. <laughs> That traditional, <laughs> um, but but postcards and signage. Okay, um, and we've got some different things and some neighborhood campaigns, uh, which is new for us uh, in all the the different neighborhoods that our agents are working and, and living in, which is new. Uh, and again, I mean, right now we don't really have anything really sexy for 2016. What I'm trying to do is just be super consistent and do everything that I'm doing and doing it better. Yeah, it's easy to get bored. And I mean, four years into writing the blog, it's boring sometimes to write those articles. Um, but I, we need to keep doing it because we know that it's working. So yeah. rather than getting distracted with something new, I'm putting more time into you know doing what I'm doing and doing it better. Yeah, well, you certainly are. It's um, it's just a sensational result, and your, your results keep on getting better. How many how many listings would the Braille team be carrying at any one time? We sell them pretty quick. So we don't carry them for very long. Okay. Um, we're probably listing, I mean, last week we listed, I think, six properties okay. and four of them are sold. So, you know, things move pretty quick in Toronto. Are you finding that, that you're selling them yourselves and not being sold by outside outside agents? Um, no, no. We're, we, we actually try not to double end. Right. Um, it's not something we prefer. And there's actually a blog coming out next week that talks about that. Um, and how we think everybody needs to be represented without any anything mucking the waters. Yeah. Um, but we know that our marketing and what we're doing for our listing is reaching other people's clients. And all we want to do is get that house sold for our clients. So I don't care if they have an agent. If they're seeing my property and my listing on Facebook, I'm totally okay with that. I'm yeah. still doing my job. Um, so it works. Yeah, it certainly does. Well, um, you're doing you're doing great stuff, and and congratulations. There's some amazing results there. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, looking forward to our chat in twelve months' time. Sounds good. Okay, thanks, Mel. All right, thanks. Take care. You've been listening to the Top Agents Playbook podcast. For show notes from this episode, recent podcasts, and lots more, go to topagentsplaybook.com.